<laughs> What's up, guys? It's your girl. Iggy, <clears throat> and you are listening to TMI with Iggy. Welcome back, and it's good to be here for this Christmas edition of Too Much Information with Iggy. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank you for my... <laughs> For my five, for my fans in the five different countries, <clears throat> mainly the United States and Canada, um, to date I have earned two dollars and I believe it's like thirty cents or fifteen cents um, for you guys listening to my podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Those two dollars are greatly appreciated. But in order for me to cash in, I need ten dollars. <laughs> So anyways, um, let me see. So today is December 22nd, and I am in my second year of uh, university. Um... Many of you know I am studying for my Bachelor's of Science in Criminal Justice with a focus on human services. And so far, I have impressed myself that I am doing so well. Um, I'm surprised I came this far uh, when it comes to education. Because as a kid, I didn't make it past the seventh grade. You know, I didn't make it through the seventh grade, as I recall. And it took me over 12 years to complete, to successfully uh, complete my uh, GED. And um, that was, uh, you know, year after year of failing a math test, of failing the composition test, whatever it is, the tests that they, um, that they put out on, you know, on those exams. Um, I, I finally finished it. And I imagine I was a B student, a B or a C student, um, you know, by grade stand by grading standards or what. And so now that I've been, um, I'll do an online class, <clears throat> excuse me, an online course with Colorado Colorado Technical University online. Um, they have two campuses in Colorado. I believe one is in Colorado Springs and one is in Denver. Um, I do the one that's online. And it is an accredited, uh, uh, an accredited um, school, um, and I, I struggle a lot with the fact that um, since I am an offender, an ex-offender, and an addict, I, I struggle with um, believing in myself and in the hard work that I have put in this far for this education of mine. Um, Oftentimes I fear that I am going to be paying for the rest of my life until I die. Um, What is it? Um, School loans and student loans on an education that I never used. As I look outside my window tonight, um, I'm thinking about that 
my education alone is worth more than mm, the little car that sits out in front of my yard brand new um my student advisor once told me that my that my education costs $60,000 and you know $60,000 would pay for what like a BMW or something Mercedes-Benz maybe or maybe even like a Lexus I don't even know <laughs> I've never really looked into it you know what I mean I'm I like cars and yeah I have a dream of souping up my little ride and you know giving it a pretty little a little paint job and, and some rims and, you know darkening the tint on that shit and, and souping up the engine on the little car that I have now that was gifted me <clears throat> um but that's about as far as my my ambitions for cars go anything else is too much you know what i mean i'm not really uh you know i enjoy the simpler things in life like say uh i don't know like uh simple things <laughs> you know and uh and that's fine um that's how we should live simply because life is easier when it's simple. Um, I'm a, I am a complicated person. Um, no matter what I do, <laughs> nothing is ever simple with me. It seems like. But anyways, um, again, I've had. Let me look. Hold on. So as I speak to you right now, I have had. I have put out twenty-five episodes and. Those 25 episodes have reached five different countries, which is cool. Um, nobody ever hits me up, you know what I mean? I've shared links and stuff, and, and that's all right because um, somebody's, somebody's my, um, my tech and my uh, AI may not be as fancy as the next person's, or it might be too fancy from the next person, whatever the case may be. Um, unfortunately, nobody has come and shared with me or, you know, like, um, like I would, would like to, I want to figure out how to, um, how to get people to come on live with me and talk about other things because I get tired of talking by myself. It's like, I don't, maybe I'm not reaching anybody, but I've reached five countries. So somebody's got to be listening. Somebody's listening. <laughs> and um, and that's cool to know, you know. Um, let me see. This past year, well, let's see. In the past months, uh, I think October was my last, was the last time I put anything in. And that was probably in early October, which is fine. But um, I also, um, I kind of like... I started working, or I was working, and um, and then things started going funny for me. I felt like people were stalking me because I was walking to work in the middle of the night. And maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't trying to be malicious. But um, knowing the style of this town that I live in... Um, it was probably more just a thing to scare me than anything. I really don't know. 
but since then I have experienced blessings. Um, I've been scared for my safety uh, before the blessings came. And up until just recently, and this is another reason why I got on this thing tonight, was because uh, <clears throat> an older gentleman by the name of Rudy uh, was... Um, he is my elder, well, I guess depending on how you could, what you consider an elder, um, elder by age, not by, uh, lifestyle, so to speak. Um, his lifestyle was one of, uh, debauchery and lawlessness. Hey. <laughs> and, um, and he died in it. You know what I mean? He died in the lifestyle that he was living and there's nothing to say. There's nobody to blame for this. Um, uh, I've said this before in Spanish, cada mente es un mundo, and, um, and, uh, his flat, his, his, his place, his home was that of a different world. Um, it's the trap. It was the trap. It's no longer the trap. They kicked everybody out. Um. And that trap was, you know, the spirit world. That was our joke. You come over here, you come into the spirit world, and you ain't going to leave for a long time. And uh, that's, usually how, that's usually how we handle things in that neck of the woods, you know. <clears throat> um, we, as participants in, in the addiction... And the alcoholism, what was there at the trap, we'll just call it the trap, um, you know, we, we lived a life there and we were safe, you know what I mean? It was a place where we went to, you know, we was able to go and get high, go get drunk. We could even sleep there, nobody would bother us, and that was the most important thing. We didn't leave after a certain time. Only because the old guy wouldn't, he didn't really appreciate, it's not that he didn't appreciate it, he didn't want us getting arrested, uh, and he didn't want nobody else coming, you know, he didn't want to deal with any law enforcement. Because why? It was that, um, it was that spirit of being, um, live and let live, of wanting to be left alone to let live in the life that we wanted to. Um, it was a safe place for a handful of us to go. Not everybody was invited. Not everybody was welcome. And unfortunately, this old guy, um, he, he died in, in that circumstances, which is okay. Hang on a second. Which is fine. Um, because why, um, everybody has their right to live. And, um, me, I felt guilty, uh, because, because it always seemed like, um, other people were taking advantage of this old man. He never asked for nothing. He never complained. He wanted to be left the hell alone. Uh, if anything, you know, and, um, I didn't pity him or anything. Because he didn't ask for anybody's pity. He just, he was just him.
You know what I mean? He was just him and and it didn't he appreciated his life for what it was, libre. You know what I mean? This man, uh, I believe many I believe many people dis disliked this old man. Um we all have our pasts. Um and we have done some things and some things have been done to us that uh, make us ashamed and make us hide. Um, I believe that is another reason why that old man asked people to leave him alone. <clears throat> because he, he, he was looked at as, um, as a hideous thing, um, on account of, of some things that he had done, you know, and, uh, many people would have been like, why did you even show that man, uh, any kind of generosity? But, uh. So anyways, this old gentleman, um, who was my relative by blood, um, passed away the other day. But before he passed away, he had had a fall. And um, he had been, when I came over, and it was just by chance, because I had been trying to distance myself from those places, people, places, and things for the sake of my sobriety and my my recovery but me uh being who i am i i am constant i'm consistently falling i'm constantly <laughs> falling off the wagon right and um and it's terrible it's not an excuse you know what i mean i should not even let uh relapse should not even be in the vocabulary of the recovering alcoholic addict like me because it is just a doorway it's an escape it's a reason it's an excuse to go back and use oh well i relapse well you know what bitch get your shit together because you might not survive the next relapse <clears throat> not like i'm this hardcore fucking user but at the same time you don't need to be a hardcore user for death to fucking find you you know what I mean? It finds old people all the time. It finds people who have COVID. It finds people who, you know, who um, who live their day, their their lives every day like like normal people. You know. Hang on a second. So, anyways, what my point? <clears throat> I guess what I'm trying to say is that, um, or what I try to, what I need to get off of my chest, is the feeling that I was left with, um. Ah, oh, man, you know, my dad had once told me that I attract scum. Um, okay, and that's fine. I don't know what scum is. Like, I know the definition, but if, uh, if th there's, a spa there's a saying in Spanish, that goes, Dime con quien andas y te digo quien eres. Tell me who you are with. And I will tell you who you are is what it translates to. Tell me who your friends are. I'll tell you who you are, right? So if my friends are scum, then I am scum. And uh, the other day, the other day, I had never felt more like scum in all my life. Here we are, throwing party. You know, and um, like I said, when I, I showed up just for the chance of showing up to say hello, 
I probably had an excuse to be there because otherwise, had I been on my grind, I wouldn't have been there. Had I been thinking about my sobriety, I wouldn't have been there. Maybe it was that age-old excuse of the holiday blues setting in and I needed somebody to talk to, somebody to love, and those were the only ones I knew who, like me, needed that and craved that but couldn't find it, so they found it and we find it. And um, the most peculiar places and things and people, right? And uh, so our friend... I guess I can call her my friend. I really don't know her that well. She was somebody who hung out at the trap, as I did, from time to time when her old man was beaten on her. Uh, like I said, it was a safe haven for people to go. Nobody would be bothered there. Lock the gate. It's private property. Nobody can come in, right? <clears throat> so, um, I show up, and she comes running out, and, um, She's calling me her angel and things of that sort that she had tried to help him up off the floor or something. Try to get him out of the chair. Anyways, her story was so distorted, I didn't believe it. Um, when I walked into the shop where Rudy stayed, um, he was on the floor in the, in the front room of the shop, which I thought was odd when he was supposed to have been in the chair. How did he get down? the steps you know so anyways I didn't question anything I just helped him up off the floor and I put him back in his chair he declined he 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 digressed rapidly after after that day ah, that's when my fucking um, conscious hit me about hey cabrona you know what I mean like Camera, you need to, what are you doing, you know, look at this man, you know, this old man, he, uh, they attempted to burn him in his house one night, and uh, the friend that used to live with him was the one that helped him out, and like I said, you know, like, um, drugs will give you psychosis, drugs will put you in a state of psychosis if you ain't careful, and, um, you know, you've heard the, you've heard the saying paranoia will destroy you. Well, I believe that paranoia comes from the psychosis that drugs, uh, that comes along with the use of drugs. And so, <clears throat> anyways, um, for a week, uh, we watched this man decline, but in a way that was just so un-American. <laughs> It was so fucking un-American, right? This poor man is sitting in his chair, literally dying. And his friends are keeping an eye on him and keeping him warm and as comfortable as possible as they can. But all the while, they're still using around him. <sighs> Myself included, you know. But I'm trying not to incriminate anybody here. So so anyways, this poor man, you know, at the age of what I think he was like 80 years old. I think he was like 78. Anyways, um, he was my great grandmother's 
nephew, I believe. And if she wasn't his, if he wasn't her nephew, they were cousins. But he called her tia, which is auntie in Spanish, right? So I believe that is how that went. And I can't remember his mother's name, but that is how he and I were related. Uh, like I said, this man kept to himself because he had a history that was heinous. I heard the story, but I chose to look past that and see him for the old man that he had become and see if anything, uh, I wasn't studying him. You know what I mean? It was just, uh, like I said, it was the, uh, you've seen that meme. You've seen that meme on Facebook that says, uh, the red flags are starting to look like six flags. And, um, and that's what that was to me. You know what I mean? It was it was the red flags that I that I should have kept away from, but since I was such alone in my own little world, and missing people who actually knew me, and afraid of people who I didn't know, and um, I don't know. There's something that there's something about me that keeps me from trusting anybody I don't know. I always think they're gonna do me wrong for some reason. Or that they're plotting and watching and studying me together. You see, I'm a loner. So a lot of times I find myself in these situations where I am outnumbered. And, uh, <clears throat> and, um, and it's, and it's hard, you know. So anyways, like I said, I was in, I was back in the trap because, uh, because I needed some, some togetherness with people who did not remind me of the sadness that has been so present throughout my life. You know what I mean? Um, I guess it was a false happiness. Maybe it was false friendship. I hate to think of it that way because you know what? To this day, I still know the people that I used to get high with. I still know them. <clears throat> and... And while I was high, or while I'm high, I love them, but I hate the drug, and it makes me hate everything and everybody around me. It makes me suspicious and, and suspected and, um, and distrusted and disliked if, if, if my vibe is coming from the people around me or the situation around me, then that's what I get from drugs and in that situation. So, um... So I was there regardless, but as I was watching it all go down, I could remember feeling this thickness in my throat and all the way down into like, if you can feel like if you go down your throat past your chest and your, like, you know, your tits and shit, and you can feel your rib cage and your rib cage comes to like a triangle while in that middle spot like right there below your sternum there was this heaviness like i couldn't breathe like i couldn't breathe but i couldn't sit and watch and sit with him while he died but i kept going in and out of the house and asking him are you okay and i'd rub his shoulders and i'd tell him thank you primo for everything that you have done to us i love you primo you're going to be okay. Everything is fine. And I remember seeing it in his eyes <clears throat> that he was sure on his way. And I remember that the wind blew and blew that day. The wind blew and blew that night. And it was heavy. 
and I was afraid that the fire was going to get too hot and that the techo on the shed was going to start on fire and we'd have ourselves another catastrophe. And regardless of our asking him, let us call the ambulance, let us take you, he did not. He had accepted what was coming to him and he preferred just to stay there. So anyways, um, we had, we called our, our local guys. We said, hey man, can you come on down here? Because uh, we need to get Rudy's vitals checked. Wow. They didn't even check his vitals because he didn't want to. There was a smell in the house that was unfamiliar to me. And I could not get past it. It made me feel sick in my stomach, but eventually it left. But the heaviness stayed behind. And I don't know if that own heaviness is the... The regret that I feel for not having done something sooner for this poor bastard whom nobody cared for because it did seem as though this man was forgotten and especially was forgotten after his house burned down because he had gone from living in his mother's house to living in the shed where he worked uh, before he had gotten too old or before he had lost, you know, uh, momentum in his leather works. And, um, and I... And I was able to see this, you know what I mean? I was able to, to see how, how his own family treated him and what happened on account of the, the addictions that were present during this time, you see. And so ultimately I was able to accompany this man by the grace of God. Up until his death. And yes, I left before he was able to die. I sat with him for a moment, you know what I mean? But uh, I didn't even sit with my own mom before she died. I left her. I, I couldn't. I couldn't stand to watch anybody die. I will get that chance soon enough. Right. So anyways, as we move into a new year... Um, I'm hoping to be a little bit more um, <sighs> stern and um, strict with myself, with myself, because that's where it lies, my success for my recovery and for my education and for my career and for uh, the ability to pay bills one month after the next comes with me being strict and stern with myself. Hang on. And even though I didn't cry in the presence of the ones who lived there, and the ones who partied with him and who were most present in his life, I did shed tears for the sake of how it happened, because how dare we do that to ourselves? How dare we do that to each other and let, let each other die off like worse than dogs? Even a dog who is sick gets a more honorable death and funeral than 
than we as human beings do sometimes. You know, at least a better death. An animal, you can take it to the river, you can drown it. An animal, you can take it out back and you can shoot it in the head with a 35-cent bullet and nobody is going to tell you anything and you will kill it on account of mercy and love because you don't want to see your friend suffer anymore. But as human beings, we can't do that. It is almost as if it is a God-given punishment where um, we are faced with having to sit next to a loved one or not and bear witness to the death of this person, be she good or bad. And if they are good, they will be surrounded with love and sent off in a beautiful farewell. And if they are not loved, they will die alone with possible strangers or with people who were just there for the party. And they ain't leaving till they throw them out. And... And that's what happens. And that is what happens. But as OGs and old people and people who did not agree with any form of law or any type of rules and laws that society holds everyone in town, everyone in that society holds everybody accountable. Yes, we are accountable. But we are accountable to only one true God, and this is how this man lived, you know, as I look at it. But at the same time, in a world where we are taught that the justice system is in place so that we can keep ourselves in check, makes you think, why the fuck then did that old addict not have the same justice as the person, is he too not a victim? <laughs> Why then are you going to call him an addict and tell him that there is help for him, but you will ultimately press charges and hate on him for allowing lawlessness to happen in his property? It's almost as if that is the punishment for all of that. You are in this lawlessness. Is it a godly punishment? Because the law here on earth, human form, will lock you up and throw away the key. Possibly let you out in a few years, depending on how heinous your crime is or isn't. So anyways, I felt so guilty after. I felt so guilty. When I lifted him up off the ground that first day, I was mad. Because <clears throat> because I don't take that word family lightly in the end I might just be like man fuck family but not really never that ain't no joke 
sorry I picked up a popsicle ah, so anyways so here I am in this purgatory purgatory of emotions and feelings and angers and sadnesses for the unfairness of a system that was constructed so long ago and encuentra or in or against the brown person such as you and I is terrible it's terrible I am in the no man's land I am neither here nor there about either side of this playing field of humanity All the while trying to figure out why it is the way I feel about the people I feel about the way I feel about. But. I know I wasn't just put on this here earth to fucking die. You know. You know, I'm only certain that we live and die. But everything else, I'm always asking why. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I've ever been certain about. You're going to live, you're going to die. No questions asked. No lies told. No stories to accompany It's just that simple fact that comes along with birth. Who whispers it in your ear? And does it get whispered in your ear before you come to earth? Like, hey man, you're going to die. Or is it told gently to you? I mean, you know, maybe not that sickening. You know, maybe not that fucking disgusting. But <clears throat> because that did sound pretty disgusting. Um, being told you're going to die even before you were born. But there has to be some sort of godly insight. That precise moment. Or maybe it's longer than a moment. Because according to the Bible... A year could be a day, and a day could be a year, right? And so, um, so here we are. Trying to figure it all out. Sooner or later, I'm gonna die. So why do I even care about what goes on in this world and with the next person? What do I care if I make a complete fucking fool out of myself trying to impress the next person? Because tomorrow I might die. Because why? That is the only thing that is guaranteed in life is the fact that you will live and then you're going to die. So why do I care about these people who are considered scum and who are outcast and downcast and depressed and anxious and, and sad and overly happy and overwhelmingly discouraged and all of this bullshit that causes their minds to it's like throwing chinks it's like throwing a chink into a cog and it stops in the groove and it brings it down and it slows it regardless of how strong the two cogs are the chink gets thrown in there and it might be crushed a little and it might okay again again 
but eventually it'll either throw the cog off or it'll halt it all together. And that's exactly what fucking drugs and alcohol do. It's, it's the chink that keeps you from moving forward. And in the crushing of that chink between the teeth of the cogs and the gears, due to lack of description for what it might be, there is a so-called spirit or maybe a demon who's an unknown entity that is released or maybe has been present all along and you find yourself stuck on stupid because humanity or because because of what you see directly happening in front of you and it makes you think man I would never do that or man I've done that once I've been there before or you listen to the story of a stranger who had done something that was against the law that put him away but still allowed him to live and you see how the society treats that person. And then you wonder, what the fuck is it all about? So here I am, studying this shit, trying to figure it all out. What the fuck am I here for? And am I really doing this for the sake of the people or for the sake of saying that, you know what? She went like that, but then she switched. <clears throat> because I'm human. And maybe it wasn't that I switched, but you know what? Maybe I was finally being real with myself in admitting that knowing what I've known all along and admitting to it that I do not fit in either place but somewhere I do fit so entonces the old man he went away on a wind boy that was a windy wind that day that night and I left like always, you know what I mean? It was the same thing. The only thing was that, that Rudy was Rudy was leaving. I didn't know what to do. I left. I walked away. I told him, Dio, we love you. And then I came in and I didn't know whether to sit down or what. It was so terrible. It was so fucking agonizing, dude. I, so high, could not even figure out how to let this man go in peace or how to comfort him except for the little bit that I did. And I didn't do anything wrong. Pero si me da vergüenza a mí mismo, you know what I mean? I, I made myself ashamed of myself and uh, for some reason I feel, why couldn't I, why didn't I do a little bit more? Going back to psychosis, in my mind, I don't even think he believe he's dead. Not that I don't think he's dead, it's that I don't believe it. As with Jake, as with John.
weird. That was strange, strange. And then I think about the people who are left behind. I don't really feel terrible, but I feel terrible about all that has happened between the day that I found Rudy on the floor up until now that, that his brother in arms or not. Maybe they weren't brother in arms, but... They were both veterans, but anyways, his buddy that took care of him. You know, was left without a place to go. He lived there. Now he's got to pay rent. <laughs> you know, and now he's got to pay rent. He ain't going to want that. I don't know. Maybe he will want it. Maybe he does. He don't really have no place to go. He won't be without. It's going to be like back in the days, man. <laughs> no, I don't know. And, uh. And who cares? Everybody's gonna say, man, they come from. They come from where they come from on the ranch, and the people on the ranch survived, man. Country boy can't survive. Hank Williams Jr. sang it. All of these crazy ass old boys, they sing it too. Ah, shit, man. It was good, man, but it's strange. That feeling is subsided. I wonder what God is going to tell me about that day, about this time period of my life. I wonder what... I wonder what Mundadu is going to tell me when it comes to meet him face to face or meet her face to face. When I come to meet Mundadu face to face, what is, what will I be told by, by Gichi Mundadu, you know? What will I be told by Gichi Mundadu? What an awesome day. <laughs> what an awesome day. <laughs> Maybe that's why people are, maybe that's why I'm afraid to watch people die. Because I've had a few chances of being able to sit with somebody while they were on their deathbed, but I chose better not to. You know, it's given many chances, maybe two or three at the most. But I, I didn't. I couldn't do that. How sad. And I left them alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I left without telling anybody. Just bounced. <sighs> I guess you can call me heartless because of it. Was it disdain for the situation why I didn't stay? You know, I'm questioning myself. Why? <laughs> That's the real question. Why are you questioning yourself? I don't know, guys. I remember sitting with him one day all day long. <laughs> all day long, man. We sat in his ride, listening to rancheras, getting high, getting drunk, 
smoking cigarettes, watching the clouds pass by. That was a good day. That was a good day. It felt good to be with Familia. It did. It was strange. It was beautiful. We rode side by side like it was no big deal. Like it was every day. And it would have been too, but oh, I didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? I knew I had an invitation to just go ahead and stay right there. Family, shit, you don't got to go stay right there. Go to the room. There's a bed right there. There's a couch. There's blankets. There's cots. Familia, you know what I mean? You don't have to go anywhere, Inacia. Stay right there. Porterca. Hard-headed. That's why. That's why I always chose to go home at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Because why? Pinchi. Pinchi vicio, man. Pinchi vicio will make you feel ashamed, man. That vice, that vice will make you feel ashamed. Made me feel ashamed. <gasps> Some people might make them arrogant and cocky, but I do not know. I'm not other people. Anyways, thank you for letting me ramble in your ear for 45 minutes. I do uh I do miss you. Do appreciate you all for who you are. Man, what a what a crazy couple of years, no? 20 and 21. Yo, man. <laughs> the millennium just turned 21 years old, man. <laughs> you know, we're in for it always 22. It's turning 22 years old. What a birthday, huh? Que loco, man. How did y'all's millennium 21st birthday go, huh? The millennia's 21st birthday this year. How did it go for y'all, man? Was it filled with joy and blessings? Was it sorrowful? and Or was it profound and honorable and um, an experience to be remembered and learned and taught to for the generations? <laughs> That's what mine was, man. Fearfully and wonderfully made, man. Something to be taught to the generations that come after me. Hopefully forever and ever, amen. Silio de los, no, silo de los silos. No, 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 siglos. Siglos de los siglos. Anyways, age after age, I suppose, is how that translates. I got me some cinnamon tea here, and I'm talking to Polo and Valentine. Polo and Valentina. Valentina, or Valentine, is my little blue bear with the little red and gold heart. And Polo is my polar bear. These are the two human beings that I love the most, even though they are just stuffed animals. Yes, I know. They're stuffed animals, Inosia. But yes, I talk to my stuffed animals and I sleep with them. And if I was crazy, I'd probably take them with me in the car. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, man, it was good talking to y'all. And um, thanks for listening to me. Whoever you are in the five countries, be it one or two people in those five countries, Chimigwitch for listening. Canada, Chimigwitch for listening. And uh, the United States and Canada, Chimigwitch. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Muchas gracias. Um, arigato. Arigato. Mahalo. I don't know if that's thank you.
Mahalo. <laughs> oh no, that's not a country. My bad, Hawaii. Mahalo. <laughs> Anyhow, I'll get off that trip because it's obvious I've had a little too much tea. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just drinking cinnamon tea. But um, thanks for letting me beat your ear for 45, 50 minutes. About nothing. Come and talk to me, man. You know where I'm at. I'm on Facebook. Hit me up. Bye.